0: are very excited to be talking to you and uh, you know as before going live as I was telling you, you are the entrepreneur of the moment because right now as the world is facing one of the biggest crises ever, you know there is this silver lining uh, this excitement and this positivity we felt with the news of postman uh, uh, coming and 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 you know the scale at which you've raised funding and the validation of what you are building right that something so unique differentiated uh, very very proud. And as an Indian, someone sitting in Bangalore, extremely proud of what you and your company has achieved. What I found very interesting is that you didn't start with an agenda ki postman banana It was a side project and you built something so remarkable. Tell us.
1: Well, thank you so much Shatha. That's good to hear. I know it's been crazy times and it's been tough on everyone's, but uh, uh, you know, we live with uh, how times are and I'm glad that as at least. For our employees and for our company and our, and you know for our customers, you we were able to uh, land this round, which was a validation, as you said, of a lot of things that
0: yeah. you know we
1: were doing. Uh, I'd say you know if I were to go back to uh, you know 2012, right? That's where uh, when I kind of started hacking on uh, Postman. So. Uh, was that typical, you know, side project? I think I just wanted to solve this problem for API debugging for myself. Uh, didn't find anything that was good enough, and uh, I'd say you know, Postman was. Uh, I always actually wanted to start a company. I did. I was in a startup. Uh, you know, at that time uh, it was called Teleport Me. And mm. prior to that, I have been founding stuff like since my school uh, days so uh, i had a design consultancy that i did in school made some money out of that so tell uh, me something, something which yeah.
0: which place yeah. in india are you from and where did you do your schooling so
1: i lived uh, so my dad is in the civil services uh, huh. in uh, uttar pradesh so huh. i have lived all over up mostly small towns so uh, i lived in uh, uh, this place called basti uh, huh. in up and then hmm. in lakhimpur Kiri, which is like north of Lucknow I think about 130 kilometers from there and then uh, we lived in Lucknow when I was like I guess in first uh, kindergarten or something you know like and then uh, we, we came back to Lucknow so that's where I so I did move uh, first to fifth in Basti which was super small town and then sixth to twelfth I was in Lakhimpur And then after that, we went in Lucknow for one year before I went to Goa.
0: Goa. Oh, so you're from which Pilani Goa?
1: Goa campus, Uh, yeah.
0: Even in school, you were doing your own entrepreneurial things. So you've been been dabbling in and and wanting to do your own stuff all along.
1: Yeah, I think I loved programming. My dad taught me programming. Uh, You know, my parents, uh, my mom and dad both supported me a lot. Uh, We got our first computer when I was in uh, fifth grade. It -hmm. was uh, a first, uh, you know, Pentium One PC. And uh, uh, basically my dad told me that, you know, if uh, I'm just going to game on it like all the time, then he's not going to allow that. So I had to do something else and that became (laughs) programming. And at that time, Mm -hmm. you know, the internet was kind of just taking off in India. There was a lot of excitement and, you know, there was a dial-up internet. Thing, if you remember, in early two thousands, so I got uh, connected to a bunch of people across, uh, you know, forums, and uh, we started, you know, building websites. So I wanted to actually build a Yahoo clone at that time. So yeah. we got connected to a bunch of other people. That didn't happen, you know, and <laughs> we basically started <laughs> charging people for website design and stuff. So mm. uh, well, I I did get a check in lakhimpur which was. Uh, I think it came in dollars. I think my dad just gave me some pocket money and framed the check
0: <laughs> maybe so yeah,
1: we did kind of all of that. and uh, I did projects, I did uh, more design and I eventually joined uh, bits Plani's, uh, you know as I said Goa campus. That's where I kind of started uh, doing some more of these projects. and uh, I did this thing called bits three sixty which became very popular in campus and across uh, India for all of the Bits aspirants. So we had a forum there where you could like ask questions about uh, Bits. And this was like around the time Facebook was popular or was getting popular. And there was a virtual tour that you we had created. That became the product I did uh, uh, in the first startup. So it was called 360 and we kind of productized it. We put it on a phone app. Uh, So was fun, was fun. Formerly as a company, we started in uh, late 2014. Uh, Uh, hmm. As a side project, I was working on it uh, in 2012 and
0: 2013. Yeah. So, you know, I I want to understand from the side project to main project, how did you make that quick Hmm. transition?
1: You know, it's always tough to decide, right? What is, what is the thing that uh, you're going to be doing? So in 2013, I decided that Teleport Me was not what I wanted to do, Uh, even though I was very passionate about, you know, building a company. And I saw that there's a particular vision that, uh, you know, was not going to be met there. Uh, And I basically, uh, you know, the company had raised money, was stable. So I left and I basically just took some uh, consulting gigs on the side to pay the bills. So I lived in Indira Nagar and I was just like, you know, don't all go to my dad to, uh, <laughs> you know, pay the rent. He's like, kya hai uh, <laughs> and then you know, you still go and uh, uh, try to, uh, you know, like, you know, what the hell, right? So what I realized during that time was that Postman had all of those things that, I was trying to intentionally build as products in previous generations it had that uh, user love it had that uh, uh, community that was coming around it and people really wanted the product they wanted it Mm. to become better they were using it they were recommending it it became a key part of uh, you know their workflow and uh, you know, we I had a I used to have a donate button there, uh, and, and people would send in some money. Ultimately, it would come into a point where, as a company, you know, based in Seattle, which sent a five hundred dollar check, uh, yeah. saying that hey, we just we, we want to pay for it, but there's no way to pay. And then the second thing that kind of happened was uh, uh, Postman was a Chrome app, so it was on the Chrome Web Store. And Google uh, Chrome developers, you know, were, uh, liked it a lot, and they featured it uh, on on the App Store. So all of that, when I put it together, I was like, and I just, I was just like, I loved the experience of building it. Uh, it was no, you know, there were no pressures of you know trying to uh, c- create a pitch deck to yeah. <laughs> uh, go and you know uh, share it with others. You, uh, it, it was just very, very satisfying personally. Uh, but I think, you know, and we have done that since we founded the company, like when these things happen as a curious person, uh, you know, I was, I wanted to know why that is happening. You know, why are people using this so much? You know, why are APIs becoming so popular? Why do people come to Postman? I mean, you know, it's like a developer, uh, and, and by that time, Ankit and Abhijit, my co-founders had also, you know, we started working together on this, like why out of all the options in the world people were choosing this. And I think it kind of went back to, like, we just understood this very, very well. And we decided that not doing it would be letting, you know, something uh, very, very awesome uh, away from us. And uh, I think, uh, you know, with good product market fit, sometimes the market pulls you in. And and we could see those effects. So people started reaching out, people wanted more stuff. And we were like, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, but we just have to do it.
0: When you started, when did you pitch? And because I have to come to this story of the two billion dollar, you know how it is, like huge story. So let's uh, understand. So when did you know now we have we should pitch? We should get an investor on board. How did that thinking happen?
1: So we actually never pitched. Uh, fortunately, have not had to pitch unless you know we really wanted to. So we, uh, it's a little a bit funny. Uh, so we started talking to uh, a lot of folks who were reaching out, uh, asking that, hey, I've heard that the companies that we have invested in are using Postman, uh. right? And uh, just prior to that, actually, I had uh, redesigned our website. And I actually felt very good about my website design skills. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm very good at marketing and that website uh, nailed it. Uh, so we started getting calls, people started reaching out and i was like, how are people even getting my email ID? You know, like, uh, I don't even, uh, <laughs> I had no <laughs> clue. So we, uh, you know, we didn't have a company, but, uh, basically we had, uh, uh, you know, we're fortunate to partner with Nexus who are very generous with, you know, so they reached uh, out to you. Yeah. Yeah you know so, you said
0: something very nice abhinav you said when the product market fit is there then the market comes to you right and similarly when you have product market fit and the market comes to you then the investors come to you yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. basically it's yeah. like if you have that then other things are uh, yeah uh, like outcomes rather than yeah. if you're trying to push into it uh, not that you know you just it, it's like innovation is fundamentally unpredictable so you don't know what's going to happen So when we saw all of that happen, so then we were like, uh, uh, we said, hey, this is what it is. Our product is out there. We have half a million people using it. It's there on the Chrome Web Store. It's the highest rated app in the developer tool segment. And by that time, you know, we had Microsoft, Box, and uh, uh, some of the world's top developers recommending Postman. So we would just Google Postman on the web and tell people that, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, we we can take a screenshot of this and put it in a pitch deck, but uh, you can you know like uh, yeah. do that yourself.
0: So now that you're saying about your website, I really love your website. And today morning I spent a lot of time on it. Also, what I love is your blog because it feels like you know people do blogs for the blog's sake, but it just feels that the blog is talking. And uh, and, and in fact, on your fundraise, also the way you've written it, it just looks so authentic, real, and genuine. And again, you can feel the pleasure of building rather than the pleasure of the fundraise and the noise that comes with it. But I just want to understand. There are 500,000 paying customers, businesses. There are 500,000. And also the other thing I read is 98% of the Fortune 500 companies are using it. Again, was it a pull or there was a process to it?
1: Uh, I'm glad that you like our website. We we put a lot of effort and focus on it uh, to make it, you know, genuine and authentic. Uh, and it was a very deliberate effort. Uh, I worked with great people from, from the get-go uh, who helped hone in the Postman brand. You know, we wanted to be uh, very genuine, close to you. Not like typical enterprise software. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. You know, uh, happy people in suits looking at, you know, screens yeah. and, you know, being like metrics. It are talks getting to achieved. me.
0: The, yeah. the the yeah. the website talks to you in a very real way sort of yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: so that actually you know is is a little bit of uh, the justification or the answer for the growth that we have you know developers uh, like genuineness you know they don't have uh uh, uh, uh i'd say patience you know for uh, marketing speak and uh, the only way we could have gotten these numbers is by uh, developers actually really liking the product and sharing Mm -hmm. it with others Uh, and we uh, and only way to get that done is building a fundamentally you know great product so uh, you know the process of building it is very iterative and you know we make a ton of mistakes and our mistakes are actually also open Uh, you know, for everybody to see, like our bug tracker is open, the features we have are on our website, the features we don't have are on our issue tracker. Uh, But what we kind of saw was uh, if you build a great product, you get a great community and you are really constantly listening to them, uh, people like to be part of this journey, right? Uh, So they want to see like, oh, I recommended something and, you know, it made it to the product like, next week you know within sometimes we can get things out uh, in a month's time so uh, so the net, net result of this is that the problems that companies are facing you know we we are the best listeners of their problems because we are listening to all of their developers combined you know we are talking to 11 million developers across the planet as best as we can and that's where our product development process is aligned on and people like that they share it and we fundamentally you know come out far, far ahead, uh, you know, month after month, you know, uh, year after year. Uh, because, you know, in this space, if, if uh, uh, and, and developers don't have uh, lack of options, you know, so when I was starting out, people would be like, yeah, I would just do this in a weekend and I <laughs> would do that month," you know, uh, and uh, of course you can do that, you know, but uh, sticking to it and really... Uh, you know, taking those tough calls, I have an awesome team behind it, which does that now, uh, takes takes a very long time. And, uh, you know, over time that bit, what we saw was uh, the viewpoint of the market and the viewpoint of companies kind of started changing. You know, they were like, yeah, yeah. what uh, the way you want, uh, the way you're saying that we should build APIs, you know, it makes a ton of sense.
0: This is a powerful idea, what you're doing, this collaboration platform for you know for all the developers to come and build APIs. Yeah, all quite unique, yeah.
1: So I've I've done you know a bit bit of research on like a how do ideas get created, you know, how do how are ideas nurtured and how are ideas executed? And the funny thing is, you know, like I've been saying the same thing since 2012 to everyone, when every single mm-hmm. person I met, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, Postman's hypothesis of what APIs are and what APIs are uh, like if you go to the Wayback Machine and you take a screenshot of our 2014 website, you'll still see that <laughs> I think modern software is built on API and we're saying the same thing. But uh, when you have, in my opinion, a very strong point of view, uh, it takes a while for people to internalize that. Mm. And uh, in that gap, it, uh, you know, when when you find something to be true and it's a fundamental new point of view, the gap in which it takes other people to realize that, you just have to execute. Right. Yeah. So I mean you have you've have told that truth uh you know to everybody mm-hmm. and you just have to execute on it. And you know, with with the feedback loop that we have, you just have to build a, you know consistently better product. Like in, in the software space and the developer tool space, there are generally no secrets. Uh, people could do that. Uh, but you know, people have their biases, people have their opinions, like this is how we're gonna do it, that's not how it should be done, etc. etc. So uh we, you know, like there are alternatives that people can come up with, but ultimately, you know, in this market, we just have to build the best thing. So I guess, I guess that's, that's the way I kind of look at it. Like if you have to build exactly the same version of Postman, you can, you know, but the week after that, you know, we're still
0: going (laughs) to be better. Now that translates into the money and the valuations. I was reading that in June of 2019, that you raised uh, 50 million at uh, 350 million valuation and during this pandemic when the world is completely depressed it came as I said as a very very good positive uh, news that uh, 150 million dollars at 2 billion valuation what a phenomenal incredible story now tell me how does this happen how how have you processed that this
1: has happened so uh, I mean our viewpoint for the company is that you know funding rounds are uh, not Milestones in us in, yeah. in that sense that you know we are not building the company for uh, for that milestone. I think we raised our A in 2016. I think in the, I think early 2016, and that's when we announced it. I think this was then we did it in 2019. So uh, in in a way, you know, like a June round, and we had at, uh, we hadn't announced the valuation then. Uh, uh, this is the only round that we announced a valuation for, but. You know, kind of that point aside, basically, we saw that it's a reflection of the momentum that Postman has in its users, in its customers, and the market opportunity and investor interest. But I think, specifically, when it comes to that juncture of closing around, uh, it's like all the work that you put on uh, in the previous years. Uh, And we try to be consistent, you know, we try to be. Uh, like we have hypotheses that you know we want to prove out and you know we do experiments we do uh, all of that execution and uh, you know for us uh, i'd say you know the market opportunity of api has really started you know accelerating i mean it has been accelerating over the last few decades uh, yeah. but uh, over the last you know couple of years it's been uh, you know really really exciting so uh, you know for us uh, uh, as a company, it was a great market, you know, to raise money in. In a way, uh, we, uh, you know, we have been running the company pretty efficiently. Uh, we could always be profitable when we wanted to be, uh, but so we could raise money at a time when we could fuel that into uh, the company's growth. And uh, uh, you know, interestingly, that's what investors also like. Uh, those are the kind of companies they like to invest in. Uh, So that's how kind of like the round came together. And, uh, you know, the valuation is a function of, you know, the potential of what the company could be. And, you know, we, along with our investors and with the market, feel like APIs are a very transformative technology that Postman is going to be at the center of.
0: We want to understand what you're doing better. So I had this thing that Gartner says more than 65% of global infrastructure service providers, uh, revenue will be generated through services enabled by APIs huh? by 2023. Yeah. Now what does, and, and that is what you're saying, the potential. So how, why do you see APIs becoming ubiquitous for revenues of companies?
1: Well, that's a you know very good question. So uh, essentially, uh, you know, the way we describe it is that every piece of software uh, that you're using today either is an API or uses APIs. Huh. So like the call that we are having is enabled, you know, through a bunch of APIs that are there in, uh, you know, the Zoom application. Uh, you know, your website is using APIs to pull data from your servers and rendering it on the browser. Um, if you extend that kind of all the way out, the way software talks to each other and like the way this whole digital economy plays out is through APIs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what people realized was that uh, like this uh, this notion of APIs is very, very powerful in uh, uh, actually transacting, you know, between businesses and building, you know, bigger pieces of software for those transactions, you know, far more efficiently. Uh, So what used to happen a couple of decades ago that people would be building applications, right? So the whole idea was that I'm going to buy an application, install it in a box, and I'm going to run that application. There would be a database somewhere and that database and that application would talk to each other. But now what you have is I'd say you imagine kind of this whole uh, spider web of, you know, APIs, all kind of talking to each other. uh, And... uh, uh, in a way, it's kind of like this logical conclusion of, you know, like the growth of the internet, right? So with the first year of internet, you had websites and you would fill out some forms and some work was going to get, ha- is going to happen. Then you had smartphones and you would be like, okay, I have an app. I'm, I'm going to load up Facebook. I'm going to load up, you know, uh, your story. And uh, my app is, you know, it's not downloading the whole internet there, right. but I'm kind of con- connecting to, uh, you know, servers in the background. And today, what people have realized is, like, the same piece of technology scales for user experiences, for building enterprise applications, and for actually doing business between companies. So if you look at the likes of AWS, Twilio, Stripe, uh, you know, these companies primarily offer their services through APIs. uh, And these APIs are like, you know, mini digital uh, building blocks, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, When a developer uses an API... They're doing uh, a piece of computation uh, or some storage or getting some data uh, from that company. And on each API call, you can ascribe essentially a dollar value, right? And uh, uh, that's what's kind of, you know, fueling kind of all of this growth. And in a way that uh, older idea of like applications, you know, is is kind of smaller in that sense. You know, not only is your company... Building a user experience, but it's also transacting with hundreds of thousands of other companies, and even within the company, you know there are lots of things uh, you know happening. So I know it sounds vast, but the question is pretty big. Like that's no, what no, estimates yeah. so it to be. You know, pretty yeah. critical. Uh, it's it's happening across industry verticals. You know, banking industry, uh, fintech. Uh, you know, governments. Uh, every sector is affected. Uh, you know, by APIs and. Uh, that's why you know that spend is, is so high uh,
0: tell me about the culture the company the people because one of the things interesting things i read in your blog only at the end of that announcement is that you are hiring uh and and, and you know i want to uh, ask you about that because we are seeing so many firing right now it is depressing so tell me about the culture the team and 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 how are you hiding? How many people are you hiding? What are you hiding for? So that everyone here yeah. listens to this.
1: Yeah, no, I'm. Uh, uh, of course, you know, I, I hate layoffs, and uh, it's just sad to see yeah. that's happening uh, because of things that people can't control. Uh, we are we are hiring pretty aggressively across like all geographies. You know, we're going to be doubling in headcount at least. You know, across our Bangalore office, we continued hiring you know, through the pandemic. Uh, we uh, actually increased. So hiring you know we shifted to remote hiring uh, practices uh, pretty efficiently and you know the the team adapted kind of really well so kind of all of those things we did during March and April and we're going to accelerate through the coming uh, you know months uh, and that includes you know product and design engineering uh, sales success marketing and of all uh, functions uh, we see we see growth in all of them uh, now, uh, so, so that's, that's kind of like the growth, at least, that we experience, uh, we're experience, we going to be experiencing and we're looking for the best talent out there, you know, who's, who wants to be in our mission. Uh, now, on the culture side, you know, we have been uh, very deliberate about, you know, building a very, uh, I'd say, innovative culture in that sense. You know, one of the things that we were uh, fortunate to have was we uh, were the primary uh, users of our own product. Yeah, and what we had to, you know, make sure of was that people who come in also feel, you know, the same way, uh, and you know they have a level of empathy for our users that you know we have, uh, and uh, uh, for that to happen, you know, we had to essentially kind of understand uh, the systems that led to, uh, you know, that success, and how can we kind of incorporate people into uh, into that, uh, so you know we do. Uh, a, a ton of so culture for me, you know, is is not you know. I think maybe other founders echo that as well. It's, it's not free food. It's not you know all of the uh, good uh, good stuff that you get when you join a company. Like we do all of that. That's not uh, yeah. <laughs> <a> typical <laughs> issue. Uh, but to me, I think uh, if an employee uh, joins Postman and they can realize like their full potential of what they want to be at the company and we can help them in their growth then i think you know yeah. we we kind of have done their job and we just have to see you know the venn diagram of what they want to do and what we want to do has like a, a very very big overlap right yeah so we have uh, you know a, 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 a people from diverse backgrounds uh, who kind of come together we have people from you know we have designers uh, we have engineers we have you know uh, marketers who all uh, you know bring their own skill set and our job is to you know basically make them you know collaborate uh, together uh, and uh, we've had some i'd say certain challenges that are different from uh, a traditional startup uh, like we had all of those challenges but we had certain specific uh, i'd say uh, interesting things as i moved to the us in 2017 and i kind of started building our go to market functions here um, my co founders ankit and abhijit stayed there so it i think it was about 30 people when i moved yeah. um, and uh, uh, when you switch that uh, early like typically you know people thinking mm. about moving when they're like 100 200 sometimes even more or maybe not at all uh, so interestingly it put this interesting pressure on the company that you are, you have people who are supposed to work on the same thing, but they are, you know, 12 hours away in just sheer time zone difference, and you don't even have processes defined, uh, like a, you know, MNC, like it's not like there's a project manager sitting on the side and hand over, you know, jobs from one one thing to another, one person to another. So we uh, we like, okay, we can't do that. So what do we do? So we had to, you know, basically empower people with data and systems and customer feedback, like all the things that we felt go into you know doing their job yeah. better and uh, in a way the company started working in this remote first way uh, was not perfect you know always but uh, it built that muscle to you know have things documented before you yeah. go into a meeting you know have things be shared asynchronously uh, so we do things uh, like you know meetings have stand-up notes that will get shared in our slack channel uh, company uh, you know, key KPIs are visible to other people. Uh, we do these uh, demo days that uh, you know we established in 2015, and you know we cannot do them every two weeks now. Where anyone uh, who has pushed things to you know production or is going to think going to push things to production or going to be launching something, they showcase uh, uh, things in a demo which the whole company watches, and we record those things so they can be shared by people. You know who are in other geographies who could not join in, so uh, we we had to do all of those things. And when you know, unfortunately, we all had to switch to this remote-first yeah. uh, mindset. Uh, it was it was super easy. So uh, you know, we were we kind of felt a little strengthened by uh, yeah. by that stress uh, yeah. in a way, and you know that gives us this confidence that we can grow the company faster and we'll hire more.
0: You have adopted a new model to allow employees to engage in and support the issues that matter most to them uh, employees to volunteer one percent of their time and we matching donation one on one to any nonprofit and charity of the employees choosing. Can you tell me about what you're doing here? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So you know one of the things we felt was uh, you know how can we as a company and our employees as uh, uh, you know uh, employees of the company can contribute to uh things around them you know if your community yeah. is hurting you kind of don't feel good about it so we uh, were doing kind of like these things which are a little bit more ad hoc uh, you know we have donation drives uh, we did that for uh, restaurants here in the bay area we also did for non profits in uh, uh bangalore and uh, uh you know our employees are you know very empathetic to uh you know causes that they believe in So we felt like it would be a good uh, idea to uh, kind of uh, make that into a more formal program, which gives people that, you know, uh, time space to think about that the company allows for it. So, uh, you know, we're kind of starting with this. So you can uh, volunteer for, you know, with your time, which includes like working hours for uh, causes that you kind of believe in. Uh, and uh, we also, uh, you know, if you if you're donating to a charity, then we'd also match that charity uh, with uh, you know with with, uh, with, with our money uh, coming from the company's you know corporate account. So those are things that we felt like uh, we could you know while being in, in a geographically distributed areas, also contribute to you know respective uh, communities that our employees are part of. Uh, and we just kind of kicked that off and we are pretty excited.
0: This is Money Matters. What does money personally mean to you? Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's an interesting question. <laughs> that is the <like> economic <laughs> sense of money. Um, it's, uh, you know, to me, it's it's kind of like, uh, how do I say it? It's It's an instrument, you know, uh it kind of helps uh it it has this magical power of focusing attention and uh energy you know Mm. to you know having people collaborate to do certain things you know together Uh, i'd say if you have uh, a mission and an intention to drive people towards you know i'll come to the personal bit as well (laughs) because i've seen all sides (laughs) of money Uh, In the sense that I didn't have any, <laughs> and then I had, uh, you know, a, a stable salary. But yeah, I think generally in that sense, uh, uh, it you know we we have seen that uh, uh, you know when you're you know let's, uh, let's talk about in the context of customers, right? When you're charging yeah. them money, you're offering a certain class of service, you're offering a certain class of products, and you're kind of making that agreement that you know this thing is actually worth more than what you're paying for. Yeah. Right uh and that's the kind of commitment that we like to have uh, when it comes to you know uh, the company uh, we need to make sure that you know our employees are safe you know they're happy uh, you know the company has a good outcome in terms of you know whatever its future potential is going to be so all of those things you know help us reason about you know money that way when it comes to the company uh, personally i think you know there's a certain amount of uh, money that I think everybody should uh uh have if they're you know working on you know certain things so I was at a in a state where I mentioned right like I had to do consulting projects to pay the bills because I didn't want to worry about rent like if you're worrying about rent then yeah <laughs> you you' <laughs> can't, you you should not be yeah. uh, spending sixteen hour days coding right so I think it was that, and uh, I feel personally as i have uh you know, as, as you age, you know, you also think about your parents, you also think about your family, and you want to make sure that, you know, they're safe and happy and healthy. And And that's pretty much kind of what I think about it. Uh, I'd say, <laughs> like, I, I, I'm pretty, you know, at least, I don't know, I think I'm a pretty you know, frugal person. <laughs> I think I only like to spend on, you know, cool <laughs> uh, technology, and, and you kind of run out of that, pretty pretty early on like i think my the i think the first time we had uh, funding the thing that i was most excited about at a time was the ps4 which we got (laughs) for our office after that it was (laughs) i don't think you know other things from a monetary perspective give you that much joy.
0: you know what does your father tell you now he got you the first computer right when you were in fifth standard so is he happy <laughs> is he happy with he's, <laughs> he's definitely happy you know
1: i think you uh,
0: yeah I, I think
1: he knows that like, you know i'm not gaming as much as you know i thought uh, as he thought i would be uh you know father you know gives me you know always we chat uh, you know uh all the time and uh, always get you know prudent advice uh, from him and uh you know, everybody's excited that, you know, things show up in the papers and you know in India, like if you get published, then that's when you when things have become real, right? So they are excited about that. Uh, but you know, he uh, you know is, is all he's all his counsel always is, you know, to keep uh, you know feet on the ground. <laughs> you know, it, uh, uh, he has seen that side when I was struggling and you know, uh, yeah. when you were doing well. And you know, he would of course know like uh, the kind of person that I am. So, uh, you know, as as a parent, <laughs> you know, if, if I start flying too high, uh, you know, I'm sure his counsel is always like, yeah, just just you know, relax a little, go if, and go and do your job.
0: Yeah, even if you're not flying too high, parents will constantly say that, right? Like that's what that's what yeah. parents say. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I have an awesome <laughs> you know, mom and dad who, who are like, hey, how, do, how do you say it? You, can, you don't even have words to justify that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'd say they're Get proud and they're happy. Uh, they're in Lucknow
0: right now. Okay. Now you are based in U.S.
1: Yeah. I'm, um, so I live in Berkeley, uh, which is like, you know, East Bay in the Bay Area. Uh, yeah. I moved here in 2017.
0: So has it required some kind of an adjustment, or the world of tech is same? Uh, so
1: uh, I think personally, it's been you know like amazing. You know, for me, I mentioned you know, I I got married here. Uh, we have a daughter now; she's one year old. Uh, so we have a lot of fun, you know, with her, uh, and it's awesome to see her grow. And uh, so that's that's on the personal side. On the tech side, uh, I'd say there are, uh, I, I mean, I look at it in two ways. You know, one is the tech community here in the Bay Area, which, you know, is extremely helpful. I've met amazing, amazing people who have achieved, you know, far more, uh, you know, in, in, in their careers and I get to learn a lot from them, you know uh every time i meet you know folks and these are like folks in you know in the top uh caliber folks who have you know been there done that and they are happy to you know offer uh, advice whenever you need it uh being in that ecosystem helps you a lot uh mm. it helps you you know yeah. see around the corner it helps you avoid mistakes that you might have made uh and i feel uh, you know the indian ecosystem is also maturing way way faster i'd say you know than most other ecosystems, so it's also there. But uh, you know the density is just higher for the kind of yeah. companies that uh, uh, that that Postman is. So you'd have the top dev tool companies here. You know, Salesforce is behind our office. You know, Slack is next door, and uh, you know you kind of feed off of that uh, a little bit. Um, and for Postman, we found a great community here, uh, and uh, you know, when I arrived here, we did our first meetup uh, in this co working space. Uh, that we, so my first office actually was one desk here in San Francisco. Yeah. And the second office was uh, basically another co working space. We got two desks. Uh, and, you know, then our VP of marketing and a couple of other early employees organized this meetup, and about, you know, 50 people showed up, you know. And I was freaking out. I was like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure nobody's going to show up, right? Like, who, who's going to show up for. Uh, our meetup, but it was packed, you know, and uh, that has continued since then. And I remember in that meetup, it was just funny. Like, uh, uh, there's one of our users who got up, and he had this paper. He said that you you guys haven't done this yet, you know. Oh, and, we have, <laughs> and I'm like sitting there, and uh, I'm like, okay, you know, need to handle this. And uh, you know, our talks went well, and all of that happened. But people, you know, again, you are closer to people yeah. who are demanding, right? Who want from you. So that has continued for Postman, you know, phenomenally. Uh, you know, we have organized two conferences here. We do regular meetups, you know, uh, you're hopefully a key contributor to the community here in a good way. So, yeah. so that's been, you know, very exciting.
0: You know, you've done so much and you've accomplished. And I'm sure there there will be a lot of things that you would want to do. But what sapna a big dream now or what is it? What is
1: that? <laughs> uh, I think, uh, you know, there's something in, in my mind, right? I always used to think about, right? Ki, when you're building a company, is it like this goal X uh, mm-hmm. that you hit? And then you're like, oh, shit, you know, uh, uh, I did that. And yeah. at that time, I'll just make, you know, i you just going to look back and be like, yeah, that was good. But I I don't think, you know, I'm kind of like that sort of a person. And I uh, read this very interesting book uh, recently uh, called The Infinite Game. It's by Mm. this guy called Simon Sinek. And, you know, he says that, you know, the most enduring companies, uh, you know, they just, uh, they come in and they solve, you know, key problems and it's just never done, you know. Yeah. Uh, And... One of my co-founders from you know one of my other ventures you know asked me actually when I was uh, going to start Postman as a company like hey you know this yeah we all use the tool it's great and uh, but why are you starting it as a company like isn't it done you know and I'm like it's 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 not done you know it's like there's so much to do so I think the energy that I feed off and the company feeds off is like. You know, every day you come uh, and see, you know, what needs to get done and uh, you do that and you just do that at bigger and bigger and bigger scales. I think for me, uh, that is is very critical and uh, there are financial metrics, uh, which are outcomes of that, which includes funding rounds. Uh, One thing I would say is, uh, you know, we wanted to build, first of all, a very important company. You know, we we are very clear about that. And, you know, we made it clear to investors that we, we do not want to be seen as anything less than, uh, you know, a Silicon Valley, uh, quote unquote, you know, top technology company, wherever we are. Yeah. Uh, and we want to build one, you know, which will stay uh, the test of time. And from an Indian perspective, I think for me, it was very important to prove that great products could be built out of India. Uh, no. <laughs> I've always, <laughs> I makes, I always makes, wondered about <laughs> yeah yeah wow. it's totally okay. possible and we've done that and we do that every day uh, you know we have awesome uh, team members who are, are doing this and uh, i think uh, it, it was i'd say when i started out it was this like i wondered about it like you know you have uh, i used to look at my mac you know doc and i'd like which product is something that you know, I'm using, which is built by my peers. And there was like, you know, very little at mm. that time. And uh, and when, when I kind of come, came here, you know, you have uh, people from India working, you know, in top positions across uh, top companies in the world. You have people in every discipline, right? Yeah. So it's, it's not a function of, uh, you know, it's, it's probably the environment that you have to create inside companies. Yeah and you know, find that product market fit, I guess. So for us building that level of a company, uh, we still have a long way to go uh, is, is what I'm personally very excited about, so yeah.